The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Pull up your chair at our gaming table in the shed and join Mickey, JJ, Kurt, Chris, and Joe as we continue our D&D campaign. Our heroes have performed admirably for the Citadel and cleared up the mess at all the world's meets. Let's see what's next. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from The Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Heck, search us up on Google. You'll find us there. And if you like us, go find us on iTunes. Give us a rating there. It'll let other people find us on iTunes. Also, we are hosted on Podbean. Our followers are growing every day. Check us out there. You're able to rate us and listen to us there. In the meantime, you're joining us here in The Shed as we continue our fifth edition campaign for the pathfinder adventure path curse of the crimson throne we're getting back into it today after a short break and we're going to recap what we're doing after we go around the table and say hi starting with hi everyone this is mickey i get to play veritana in this adventure from adventures from the ship tana if you're nasty JJ here i'll be playing ashley morgan the charlatan rogue swashbuckler this is Chris. I'm playing the bard. Call me Greg. Nope. Call me Gary. <laughs> Oos. And this is Kurt. I am playing Crispin, the barbarian with a Napoleon complex. Halfling barbarian with a Napoleon complex. And I am Joe. I am the dungeon master. I get to say dungeon master because we are playing Dungeons and Dragons. As mentioned, we're going to get that recap I mentioned from our last episode from the not gregarious Kurt. So it has been a long time in real-world terms since we played, but uh, I recall that we had been – we met at the Citadel with Cressida Croft, who wanted us to go out and retain a uh, citizens of the Guard uh, that were led by a Varric Vanker. Vankaskerkin. Yeah, I'm going to let Joe just pronounce that one. I'm going to call him Varric V. Yeah, we, um, we were just calling him Varric because I can't pronounce – most of these I won't do last names. We were told that he was a deserter who had thought that the queen was going to ruin the city. Um, he left with several men and holed up inside the All the World's Meat Butcher Shop. Um, we were told that if we could capture him for interrogation, we'd receive a 5,000 gold piece reward. Alive, only 2,500 if he was dead. Um, and uh, we basically, as a party, worked our way to the roof of the butcher shop, got stopped by Varric with his longbow. M- most of the party did. There was at least one person in the party that spent her time down on the street level. Well, who the I, hell I rec- decides to climb when... I, I was going to say, I can't remember who the her would have been, but it did take her a long time to get up. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, we fought and detained Varric. Uh, I thought I remembered it as by the time she got upstairs, you guys were done and just went back down. Yeah. 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 So we were coming down and she's going... Whatever, man. Whatever. Those islanders um, can't climb. Mm-hmm. So Crispin examined the meat room, you know, the meat locker where things were hanging, and was pretty sure that some of the hanging cuts were not animals um and as ashley kind of actually found an entrance to the sewers and as we went down in there we saw a finger caught in the wall with a mithril ring on it uh so obviously something shady was going on at the all the world's beef shop um the last i guess important thing that we learned or potentially important thing was that varick seemed to genuinely believe that the queen um killed the king over time and mm-hmm. that he's not a bad villain he's you know doing the right thing by it's kind of deserting. He pretty much just didn't want to serve the queen, as it were. Exactly. So I think that was most of the highlights from last session. Yeah, and then at the very end of the session, the last few minutes of it, we were talking about the choices we were making for our characters to go to level three. We are starting today's adventure with those level three characters. Uh, One thing I'll mention, I think we've mentioned it previously, but it's something that can help others in their home game. We've got this whiteboard kind of off to the side with some of our main numbers that we can refer to quickly, and myself as DM. So we have the characters listed. We have what their attack numbers are, their armor class, their hit points, their spell, uh, DCs, initiative, passive perception, things that can help for a quick reference so that I don't necessarily need to ask you what's your passive perception. I can make something happen without necessarily alerting the characters to what's going on. And then each other, you can see... Um, the strength of the other characters uh, as a quick glance. So we have that going. It's something we'll be referring to. Uh, so when you hear somebody say, look up at the board, that's what we're talking about here. We've got this whiteboard up on the side. Let's talk a little bit about um, anything that we want to do before. Or let's say, well, first off, 
let's just go out and say we deliver Varric back to the Citadel. Okay? Um, you deliver him. Go ahead and collect that gold that you mentioned, Kurt. I think it was 5,000 gold. What's the person's name? Cressida? 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 I say Cressida. It's, per, it's spelled C-R-E-S-S-I-D-A. Because so in there, Cressida. there's the bodyguard of the queen. That's one chick. And then there's the other chick. At Sabina? The, okay. the bodyguard of the queen is Sabina. <clears throat> S-A-B-I-N-A. I like that name. Yeah. And they all in here have last names. Very few of them are easily pronounceable. Like Cressida's last name, last name is Croft, K-R-O-F-T. That's an easy one. Most of them aren't. Varric Van Kaskerkin? I tell Cressida then when we deliver him that Varric's an honorable man. He should be treated as such. We'll, we'll talk to her shortly. Okay. But we'll deliver him off. And then the, right. the other thing I mentioned before we got um, clicking the record button here was... If you can think of anything quick that you want to add to your inventory, you guys have a lot of gold. Let's look up the cost of those items, deduct them from the party gold, and add them to your inventory so we can have them. And I'm thinking the standard stuff that we never really went through at the beginning. Do you guys need a grappling hook? Do you need the 50 foot of hemp rope? <laughs> Does everyone yeah, I mean, have I got that written down, down, but yeah, so we want to make so sure cool. we have that stuff. Yeah. And then I think you guys have thousands of gold now. And all of the items that I had said were worth X number of gold. I think if you didn't put the gold number down, you, you should have. And just let me know and I'll get them. But if you put the gold number down, let's just say we're taking a short amount of time in the city, in Corvosa, to exchange those items for the gold value. Because they're not worth it to the story. They have no significance to the story, only in dollar value or gold value. And then look up stuff. Uh, one of the things I always think about that, that people want to put in their inventory are things like the immovable rod, the you know, bag of holding, the whatever. See if you guys have enough money for it. Let's start looking at those items as we progress. We have at least, as a party, 2,234 gold pieces. You just got a bunch more. For Plus 5,000. Oh, I put 500. 5,000. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're I take rich. it back. What kind of magic level has this city got, though? I mean, we're looking at, like, small items, like anything potions break, Anything basically. you'll see in the book that says common is probably there in the city. Corvosa is a big city. Okay. So it really is. You guys can take almost a day walking around the city and not see everything. It's so a big 89.34 plus a little more, like, if we sold the silver dagger and things like that. So, it, say, 9,000 at yeah. least if there's stuff people want to buy. Um, Crispin is going to want to find a shop that sells brownies and or mushrooms. Mm-hmm. because he, uh, since the last session, has developed a little bit of a hankering for those things. Brownies and mushrooms? Yes. Okay. They may or may not get mixed together at some point. Mushroom, <laughs> mushroom brownies? <laughs> yes. Um, Certain types of mushrooms of that may or may not you know have effects that a barbarian would appreciate. Let me, let me give you a, a, a spoiler preview. Oh. Keep your eyes open on your first adventure here. For mushrooms? Uh, for things that would achieve the same result. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> Keep your eyes and lungs open <laughs> as, we, as we approach this. Um, and aside from that, that, one of the reasons for sending you guys out into the city shopping, as it were, is getting the pulse for Carvosa. Uh, within the city, it is still, as the, as the uh, adventure states it, the city itself is still in a state uh, or a level of what is considered anarchy. There really is a tough time for the Carvosan guard keeping people under control. Mm-hmm. There are small riots every now and then in different areas of the city, especially in the older towns and the, the um, less wealthy parts of the city. At any given time, you'll hear people shouting in the street about, uh, like I was saying early on when you guys left the fish market, you know, the king is dead, long live the queen. So there's people that are supporting the queen. Then there are others that are saying, down with the queen, she must have killed the king. And you start, as you're walking around during this time where you're looking for things and and exchanging items for gold, uh, you start to hear rumors from different people. Uh, just on different street corners, maybe different shop vendors you talk to about how maybe the, maybe it wasn't the queen that did it. And it seems like somebody has named a uh, probable assassin. Uh, about a month or so ago, there was a local artist uh, from the Shingles area in, in Old Corvosa that was commissioned to do a portrait of the king and spent a lot of her time in and out of the castle. And um, it is believed that she may have assassinated the king. Ooh. So that rumor reaches your ears as you're traveling around. We don't have a name? It is. It, yes, we have a name, and it is uh, Trinia 
Sabor, T-R-I-N-I-A is the first name, Trinia. Last name, S-A-B-O-R. I probably will not use the last name again, but if it comes up, you'll know. But Trinia. She was in and out of the castle She's a, a lot. Poor, a poor artist who was commissioned by the king. Yeah, so for, well, he had for, his... about a, for weeks, she was in and out of the castle regularly. And it is rumored that she may have been the one who uh, killed the king. Supposedly, the queen was upset with the king's dalliances with entertainers, so maybe... That, 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 that's part of the rumor. I'll, I'll say it flat out. That's part of the rumor that it is... Um, it, 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 they, they're suspect because he had people visiting him. I don't, I don't see this poor artist assassinating the king unless it's like, leave your wife or else, you know, type of thing. But who knows? Oh, or she was hired by somebody. Uh, th- these are all rumors you would yeah. hear. Maybe someone hired her to do it. Maybe that's where she got all the extra gold. And, Okay. Uh, and then again, as far as stuff you want to buy, just keep it in mind as we go. I see Mickey's looking at, up some There's of the There's not much things. common items. <laughs> but I said the word common, but I mean, throw something at me. If it's not too outrageous, yeah. It shouldn't be what? Wondrous or rare? Manacles. Um, so the ra- rarity goes common, uncommon, rare, very rare, legendary. All right. So go up to rare. Don't go very rare or legendary. I thought there were still wondrous items. No? They're a separate, um, they're they're separate not, thing. They're not combat-based. Okay. So they're not armor or weapons, okay. so they're wondrous items. How many potions of healings do we want to pick up? One. Well, I'd say one it's each. It's funny. For some reason, I've got Four? all the loot, and I don't have any potions of healing listed. Because we've used them all. I think you guys had been using. I, I think you only started how much with is a How about a ring of free action? What does that do? And what is it? Uh, like, what is its rarity, first off? It's rare. It's regular rare. Okay. And how much does it cost? I have no idea where the money is for these items. Some of them might not have a gold figure on them. And if not, then I'll have to figure it out. And While you wear this ring, difficult terna- terrain does not cost you extra movement. In addition, magic can neither reduce your speed nor cause you to be paralyzed or restrained. That's not a bad one. Make a note of that. Um, at least what page or wherever we can find it. I was just looking on the SRD, but okay. I guess we can look up. Uh, uh, I'd like to find if we I'll have... bring a, it up out of the book, though. Yeah, if we have a gold value for that, I'd like to find that. Um, to, to the point of the healing potions, I would say... Well, what do they cost? It's a, like 50? It doesn't list price. There should be. I thought there were costs on these thingies. There, yeah. Uh, just got to okay, find go. the list sometimes. Tools. <laughs> Potion of healing, 50 gold. Yeah, so I, I mean, gosh, it sounds to me like you ought to carry 10. How many do we want? I mean, that's 500 gold. That seems reasonable. Just yeah. one of the rings you guys found, I think, was like 400 and something gold. So yeah. 10 potions of healing. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Because these are going to, as far as I'm concerned, the potion of healing, uh, it's going to be combat-based. You guys are going to use it when you're out of hit points or very low on hit points. Uh, you won't use them between sessions or when you're resting. Cause we'll just rest. 10 potions of healing okay. along with the... Nine lords of leaping. <laughs> now, each of those lords of leaping cost a thousand gold. Dance for me. They leap really well. Uh, and during this, what we're going to say is you guys will get a day of rest in as well. You're leveling up, etc. If you have any... Um, Do you want this? Any thing that you want to add as uh, your character leveled up because X, then go ahead and add that into your story, into your character's story. Um, but aside from that, you guys will be full health, you'll have all your spell slots, what have you. What does an herbalism kit do? So, rare items can be 500 to 5,000 gold. Depending. Okay, I'm here to it doesn't tell me. And after that, it just gets crazy. Hunting <laughs> trap, lantern. Well then, um, do we want manacles? <laughs> well, now. Do we? well, I mean, if we, um, I. If we have to, like... What's the manacle thing? All right. It's like manacles. It's handcuffs in case we want to question someone. We already Are have they magical? Some. No. We got rope. We already stuff. have some. Remember, we used them on uh, Gendry. Somebody okay. had manacles. Yeah. yeah. Gadron Lamb. He yeah, got Gadrin, manacles. Sorry, so yep. They're not magic manacles. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so it says so that... All right, we're jumping right back into it. We had to take a short break just to help my wife out with a dead car battery, but we're back. You did all um, manly things. We all did. Uh so as far as purchasing anything, we mentioned the healing potions. There was some, a little talk about manacles. So we have some manacles. The ring of free action reclaimable. was uh, when I... What was that? The, the ring of free action. Yeah. Uh, like I said, make a note of that if we can find a uh, gold value. So the prices for uh, the rarity, they have it by rarity. So okay. rare is 500 to 5,000 gold pieces. Depending so, on how it is, so it's a multiple of 10 then. So roll a d10. Let's see how much it would cost here. Oh, God. It will be 500 times... Three. Three. So it would be 1,500... If you guys want to spend that for that item, go for it. And if we find anything else like that, let's do it. Anyone? Anyone? Ring of free action. It allows him to avoid difficult terrain or not take any penalty from difficult terrain, and magic can't slow him down. Yeah, or paralyze him. Yeah. Um, I mean, any other little item, or little because it's a ring, but any other item you find like that, let's do it, and... As long as you guys have the money and spend the money, Shoot. let's go ahead. I'm not, I'm not sure how much we got left on our shopping trip. Is, there, is everybody cool with the 1500 I mean, that's a lot of chunk of change. Yeah, I, Kristen, is, he wants to bank his share and not use it now. I mean, I'll contribute, obviously, to any party stuff, but um, I want to yeah, spend I mean, a little more time I, thinking I think, about what I want, but that's, I think that's perfectly reasonable. That's yeah. I think the, um, the, uh, the, the, the potions are a good idea. Um, I know Ashley already has a disguise kit and a forgery kit, and he's got a uh, he's got a backpack full of thieves' tools. Okay, so he he's good on items. I'm pretty sure. Okay, what about just the basic things like uh, torches, lantern? Do people? Yeah, have I already those? had that originally. Right, I just want to make sure that them. Yeah. So maybe pick up a sunrod. That's a, a good point. So something that is light all the time. Now, yeah. granted, you do have a wizard that can cast light. That's true. All right. But, um, I don't see sunrise yeah. on the list. I need to get a uh, axe sharpener. <coughs> You're gonna grind your axe. I've got an axe to grind. Yeah. Ooh, that could be something. Um, you said you wanted to dual wield. Maybe pick up a second battle axe. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm. You so, might be able to find a special one if there is such a uh, item. And I think a lot of the magical items you can do in different uh, magical weapons you can do in different formats. I think you can take the property and assign it to. Uh, battle axe, if you will. So look that up. Uh, uh, you know, t- take whatever time you want to check that out. In the meantime, remember we've got these rumors going around the city. The city is still in um, practical anarchy, if that isn't a contradiction in terms. Uh, it is practically anachronous, anach- and not anachronous, anarchiness, anarchistic, anarchistic. That's not conjugation weight of anarchy. It, well, yeah, there's that, but yeah, and. Um, so at any given time, there's like fights going on in the streets, um, and you guys, if you want to be, you know, the heroes, you know, the the prodigal heroes, you can help break up fights at any given time, and that can just happen. It doesn't have to be something that we actually have to play out, but you can help to break up fights. Um, you'll see guards arguing amongst each other about who's really in charge, whether it's the queen or somebody else, or you know what's going on. Uh, the 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 two indigenous. Uh, Creatures to the city of Corvosa, both the house drakes, which are like pseudo dragons, the house drakes and imps. So the imps come up from underground every now and then, and they um, they cause a ruckus somewhere in the city. And the house drakes keep them under control. It's like pest control, essentially. Mm. And you see that kind of fight going on on, on almost a regular basis as you're walking through town. You'll see an imp come up from a sewer, and then a couple of house drakes descend on it and, and either kill it or force it back down underground. With Bonnie Tyler playing in the background. I need a hero to take me down. It is now. <laughs> in the back of my head, right next to the theme from Bewitched. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey. You're welcome. And um, so you guys finish that up. We get back to the Citadel, rest up, etc. do whatever shopping you want. We'll say a day passes. And um, Cressida summons the group again. Uh, one of the guards, just one of the guards in the Citadel, comes by and lets you guys know, uh, lets the party know that uh, Cressida is looking to speak to you again. All and right, we'll we'll go under the presumption that you guys are just going to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you arrive, uh, let me just make sure. Um, so you arrive at her desk. Now this is her room, her office in the Citadel. 
And as you arrive in the office, there's a handsome man sitting at one of the chairs at her desk. And she introduces him as an old friend of hers named Vencarlo Orsini. Oh, oh I know Mor- Arno Orsini. That guy. Orsini. You're going to say it wrong every time. Every time. <laughs> okay. So Vencarlo. As long as we have Vencarlo. Um, and Mickey, if you just want to throw out... If you have that handy, uh, before we started, I asked the players to roll a knowledge check, or in our case for D&D 5th edition, a history check. Uh, Mickey for, um, uh, oh. Ven Carlo. Your character's name? Tana. Tana. Sorry. Veritana. Yep. Uh, for her, she had the best role, so I gave Mickey a little bit of information. Um, to go ahead with that. So much information. So, Vencarlo Orsini is the owner of the renowned Orsini Academy Fighting School. Vencarlo's outspoken disdain for Corvosa's government has earned him trouble on several occasions. And you also, as part of that, you also know that he has been friends with Cressida for quite some time. So, him being in her office wouldn't be anything odd to you. And for the other characters, you'll learn of it as you go. Um, as you arrive, he immediately stands... Uh, he bows deeply as Cressida introduces him. Uh, he turns to Tana and uh, gently uh, grabs her hand and kisses the back of her hand. And It's a pleasure to meet you. I am Ben Carlo. Oh, pleasure to meet you as well, Sir Carlo, or Mr. Carlo. And, and rumors... Orsini. Orsini. It, 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 is a, it is an honor to meet this group. But the rumors in Corvosa have you, have you besting Gadrin Lamb and just recently with your work with uh, Varric Van Kaskerkin. I cannot say his name either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your work with him have, has started to earn you a name. I would love to hear more about you. What would you like to know? I'd like to know what this name is we've, we've earned. You are, what are they you are calling quickly, us on the streets? You are, yeah, you don't have... <laughs> it is more of the, the rhetorical, you earned a name. Oh. Um, you specifically, they're calling you Greg or Gary or perhaps Oos. <laughs> I have to get that all the time. <laughs> um, and as he starts talking, we get into a text box. Um, Cressida interrupts. She gently cuts him off as he st- wants to learn more about the characters. Uh, she cuts him off, and she says, as much as I would enjoy continuing this conversation, I fear we just don't have the time. Vencarlo has learned something that could degrade into sanction en- sanctions, embargoes, or even war against Cheliax if we don't act now. Cheliax is Cheliax, a, yeah. another the demon land. Yeah, so um, Kurt knows a little bit more about the Pathfinder realm than I think most of, most of us. But in this case, Cheliax is a adversarial land to Corvosa. <clears throat> Although they have trades and, and other things, they get along. Some people live in either. Uh, they are, in general, thought of as adversarial. Yep. And it's a land with a lot of manipulation, a lot of demon worship, <clears throat> so um, the pro- infernal influence. The problem is a man named Darvain Geos Ampri. Yeah, he has three names, so he must be a serial killer. Darvain, Darvain is what we'll call him. He is the ambassador from Cheliax, whose disdain for Corvosa is well documented, though he's taking great pleasure in what our city has to offer. Even before the recent unrest, the man was ready to recommend his government a sanction on trade or perhaps even an embargo. Vencarlo has learned through his own considerable sources that, amb- that the ambassador's actual goals are to undermine Corvosa's economy to the point where he can buy up large portions of the city from desperate landholders. He plans to establish himself in a position of power here. Power? I'll have to ask my manager. Um, before advising the end of the sanctions with his allies in Cheliax. We can't let his bias or personal plans hurt Corvosa. Yet, neither can we take drastic action. Not only would killing him be wrong, but it'd simply martyr him in the Cheliax's eyes. Fortunately, the ambassador has his foibles. Again, Vencarlo has learned that the ambassador has been making fairly regular visits to a place in old Corvosa called Eel's End. E-E-L, apostrophe S, End. It is the den of vices run by a dangerous man named Devargo Barvasi, better known in Corvosa's alleys as the King of Spiders. I'd love to put Devargo out of business, but he pays his vice taxes regularly and never causes any problems. In fact, 
In fact, um, since he keeps his business constrained entirely within the five ships moored at Eel's End, he's actually one of the least of my worries. Truth be told, I can't decide whether he's a Sturge or a Kraken. He seems like a blood-sucking pest most days, but someday, sometimes I fear just how far his tentacles have wormed their way into our great city. In this case, though, his insidious web-stretching across Corvosa's underworld might be to our advantage. DeVargo would never let someone he recognizes as an ally of the Guard into Eel's End, but your group is a different case. I'd like you to pay a visit to Eel's End and secure an audience with DeVargo. Find out what he knows about the Ambassador, get proof of any illicit goings-on the Ambassador might be involved with, and bring that proof to me. I can use it to undermine any forthcoming attempts he has with the Cheliax to cut us off. DeVargo might not be willing to part with the information easily, but I will supply you with some gold to bribe him, and whatever's left over you can keep for yourself. Remember, DeVargo is dangerous, but so are you. If things get violent, I wouldn't mourn his passing. And he, she, he thinks that DeVargo is working with the <laughs> ambassador? Is that what he said? DeVargo has uh, blackmail on the ambassador. Ambassador. He has um, correspondence that he think that oh. we think we could use against him. That's what Cressida says. Cressida is the one talking there. Um, Field Marshal Cressida Croft. She's the one in charge of the Crimson, not Crimson, uh, Corvosan Guard. So we're going to... So she wants you to go blackmail to Eel's or- End to bribe the King of Spiders. That is DeVargo. We want the blackmail information. Yeah, it's, it's DeVargo a, and it's a long, yeah, It's a long text box to keep track of. So the short of it is um, the ambassador. That's why I kept saying ambassador. So regardless of his name, they keep referring to him as Ambassador Ampre using his last name. But the ambassador is wanting to do bad stuff. We want to stop him. Mm-hmm. DeVargo, who is King of Spiders, self-proclaimed King of Spiders, he has... Um, some information on the ambassador that we could use against the ambassador when he tries to make his move. Go get that information. Here is 1,500 gold, I'm sorry, 1,000 gold as funds for bribing bribing DeVargo. Bribing DeVargo. That guy. Um, So so she hands that to who, if I may ask, who would be the one that would be like the representative of the party when you're dealing with Cressida? Who would she hand this pouch of a thousand gold to? Probably Gregarious, right? Our bard. Sure. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, unless she trusts, unless she wants to look somebody that's more of a military type. I mean, I um, not me. how how attractive is Cressida? This we is her. This. Tried, this is her picture her. here. No, 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 She's no, no. Not that, that was that was the queen's handmaiden. I tried macking on. Yeah, she <laughs> was, uh, was this a, is more brand of Tarth. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, her picture is. She, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm definitely yeah. uh, trying to get into her good graces so and it's her is that what you call her pants these days (laughs) (laughs) she actually has that um stenciled on her leggings good and graces um what's the relationship between was it what's this guy's name uh spider guy the spider guy devargo he he runs a den of ill repute eel's end yeah, he's in charge of that area. So he doesn't really have a great relationship with the crown, we're saying. No, but <laughs> there are taxes for Vice, so he pays he his follows, gambling he taxes. He follows all the laws. Exactly. Like he follows all the laws, makes a great <laughs> living for himself, but everything he does is underhanded. Therefore, they can't just go in there and bust him because he's following all the laws, but they know he's doing stuff he shouldn't be doing, and they can't just go kill him because then that's you know vigilante yeah, right. stuff. So they're going to send you guys to go <laughs> so bargain like, with him. It's like a crime boss. So we're, we're, we're black ops. Yeah. Where we're like... You're more like gray ops. Gray ops, yeah, in this case. Because you're just walking through the front door. I mean, yeah. the idea is to walk through the front door, find the guy, and say, we want to buy some information. Yeah, I mean, does she want us to say, like, hey, we're agents of the crown and blah, blah, blah? No, like, uh, yeah. part of her point was... <laughs> yeah, we're it, not involved at He all. wouldn't let an ally of the guard in there. Okay. But you guys are still new to this, okay. so you're not yet recognized as an ally of the Corvosan guard. Is it like they'll disavow all knowledge of our... 
Pretty much, yeah. yeah if you died, they would have no idea who you were. Wonderful. So is it, it was Ambassador Darvain. This what tape will self-destruct name? in five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. What was Darvain's name? Uh, Ampere uh, something like that. The Ambassador, his last name is A-M-P-R-E-I. Ampere is what I'm saying. A-M-P-R-E-I. Yeah. Where I find in the text, I'm just going to say Ambassador. but. I want to differentiate him from everyone else just by putting the term ambassador there. Um, so let's so she gives you a thousand gold and says that uh, Fun money. you can find him at Eel's End. Which is where the ships are. Uh, as she's ready to give you that information of where to find Eel's End, Ven Carlos steps in and then he says, I will be happy to show you the way there. I'm heading back that way myself. Oh, we wouldn't want to you out and, and of course he turns to tana specifically and says i would be more than happy to escort you of course you will cause this guy's ahead of some fighting school i'm running an escort service <laughs> <laughs> no longer interested so <laughs> part of um what yeah, tana recognized for local information was yeah he runs um a sword fighting school yeah. essentially i'm interested in seeing what kind of style he ah. you wouldn't want him to get hurt perhaps he practices many styles <laughs> all at the same time. Do you think time. your Wu-Tang sword can defeat me? <clears throat> um, do the lip motion. Did you say Wu-Tang sword? Yeah. It's style. The Shaolin and the Wu-Tang <laughs> could be yes. dangerous. Do you think but your the, Wu-Tang can defeat me? Sorry. So we, uh, as long as you'll accept his yeah. escort, then we, the, we move on to a different page here. Um, and this is The Walk with Vencarlo. The Walk with Vencarlo. Um, uh, let me just uh, talk amongst yourselves for a moment, and let me look at this over to make sure I give you the right information. I'm interested to yeah, find out about more about this artist that's the supposed assassin. <laughs> right? Oh, he, uh, actually, if you mention that, he can talk about it. It's, it's Corvosan Rumors, okay. so whoever you're dealing with at the time can help. Yeah, what do you know about the, um, the artist named Trinia, Trinia, Trinia. Um, uh, Van Carlo tells you, I am... I am in agreement with Cressida, I'm not sure she could have done it. However, she has been named as the assassin, and they will be aggressively pursuing her. Perhaps after you're done with this adventure, you can check that out. Why do you feel that she couldn't? <laughs> so they're not really aggressively pursuing her until we have time to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> well, they're look- they are looking for her, but it is very hard to be find people in old Corvosa. Like his what do you think about uh, Varric Van Keskerken? I think now that he has been returned, Cressida will put him back in shape. He will learn the error of I'm his I'm not words. so sure he's out of shape. Well, he just doesn't like the queen, but that's no reason to revolt against your boss. His boss is Cressida. Yeah. But not, but everybody's boss's boss is the queen right now. <laughs> now the you're same. just splitting hairs. Uh, you, know. <clears throat> you look like a princess, my lady. Uh, thank you, kind sir. Ben she Carlo. wasn't a dream once. <laughs> she was. I recall. I dreamed of you as a princess. <laughs> Lots of people do. Yeah. Crispin finds that the Ven Carlo reminds him of someone, perhaps a vampire from long ago in Barovia. And Ven Carlo talks. He sounds a lot like Strahd. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. I didn't do the Strahd voice. Kevin did at one point. But yeah, well, I, that's just the voice I'm using <laughs> at this point. I'm just trying to be a little more suave because he's he's a very suave and handsome and charming man. Ooh. What kind of uh, fighting styles do you have at your school? <laughs> my, my monkey style defeats your Shaolin style. <laughs> and when he says that, his lips don't match no, the no, sound. No, of course. How does he do that? He's ventriloquist. <laughs> um. So we'll, we'll, I'll just do it more in summary. A lot of what he does is he, he, he'll bring students in and he'll train them in whatever style suits them best. So he'll find people that um, are stronger and he'll teach them how to attack more and find people who are faster and show them maybe better defense and stabbing and, and whatever it may be. That The pieces, he, he'll tailor his teaching to the student rather than teaching a single style. A true master. Um, he is known, however, as... Um, his own style is, is very fast and precise. That is, so you would, if you had to guess based on what he describes, he would be a dexterity-based yeah. swordsman. Perhaps we should spar sometime. He's um, a fast and precise swordsman. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take him very long at all to get to the end of the match. Um, and let me, let me now, 
continue thinking amongst yourselves or talking amongst yourselves for a moment. And I just want to make sure anything he's supposed to tell you shows up here. So what's the plan when we get over to the spider king or king of spiders? King of spiders. Um, let's go to the roof. What do you think? No, that didn't work out so well last <laughs> time. So yeah, I'm probably have to pass on the uh, aerial. It's all, it's all boats. Entries. <laughs> There's no, in this case, uh, as you'll see when you get there, there are no roofs on any of the boats. It's just decks and below decks. It's just so funny. what we'll do is we'll go, we'll climb the mast on the boat next to it, and then swing over. Dun, dun, or, dun. or we don't do that and just walk up the plank, <laughs> the gangway. I don't understand why you why, why you had to be so hostile to my plans. Um, it didn't work out so well last time. What are you talking about? There's a limit to her niceness. We haven't found our groove yet. If she can't get up on the roof herself, her niceness is over. (laughs) Look, if we don't have anything to do here, I wouldn't mind going and finding a tavern and doing some arm wrestling. Uh, Those days are over. um, We can make a little money in this town. And Van Carla will tell you, there will be plenty of opportunity for fighting in Eel's End. Mm. If you haven't heard of, uh, hold hold on just a moment because I have to remember, Knivesies, you'll soon hear of it if you're in Eel's End. Knivesies? It's a fighting game, and I'll explain it a little after mm. this. But that is, it is a, you a game. Yes, Are that you is something that it, it's There's like a, um, it's a competition, not necessarily arm wrestling, but it's something like that that I think Crispin could really get into. What does uh, Ben Carlo know about this uh, Devago guy or Devago, whatever his name is? Um, pr- pretty much the same things that um, Cressida told you. He is a horrible man, but he does everything above the table, so it's very difficult <laughs> to catch him. Or I, I, there's got to be something under the table. He's got to. He's got to find some weakness he's into, or uh, uh, something we could. Uh, um, <clears throat> there is nothing that I could share with you at this time. Coming from the underworld, <laughs> is there anything that I would possibly know about this spider guy? Uh, King of Spiders. Uh, you actually have a DC to go against here if you want to try that. Um, sure. This would, it's another knowledge local, so give me a history. Cool. And if your intelligence is better than your history, go intelligence, although I don't know it's that that's not, possible. No, it no, would be equal, not, if nothing else, not. right? Yeah. Woo! 17. Um, hold on. i got to remember what that conversion is. I got an 18 on the dice, it. minus one. All right. I haven't done this in a moment. Uh, all right, listed. All right, so it's 15, so you got it. Um. Oh, <clears throat> uh, and I was looking at the wrong section. Give me a moment. I didn't know there would be a bonus though for being a rogue. In this case, well, I was looking at the wrong section, so there might be. First off, um. All right, so it, uh, here's the. I don't know if it's f- funny or not, but it's at least coincidental. Um. Uh, Devargo self-proclaimed king of spiders, loves to watch others fight. And watching um, people participate in knivesies in front of him is a big thing for him. So given the opportunity, it's something that you might want to try. Okay. Now, you as in the party. Uh, otherwise, he is he's ruthless when he hires mercenaries. If they don't do what he says... Uh, one of the reasons he's called the King of Spiders is because he will ask people who don't do what he tells them to do to go feed the spiders, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, mm. nudge. And they don't come back. <coughs> so he is, he's ruthless in that way. Uh, and Ven Carlo really has not necessarily anything else to share before the end of the walk, however. So you pass over, and I don't remember if we have a map handy, but whether we do or don't, you're going to pass over an area called the Narrows and enter Old Corvosa. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he point, at that point, he signals, indicates where to go to reach Eel's End. And, um, <coughs> he lets you know, uh, that that's where you're headed, and with a swift bow, he will spin on his heel and leave. Right as he's leaving, um, he'll turn to Greg, Gary, Oos, and um, say, "We'll definitely have to have you at the at the school very soon." Sounds like a plan. All right. Uh, now you guys are approaching Eel's <coughs> End, which. Just to give you an idea, when I say it's just boats, see this here? That's what it is. You're going to walk out on a pier. There are five boats, essentially, attached to each other. Okay. Um, And you're going to arrive there right as night is falling. 
and um, there's a lot of light and sound marking this pier of old Corvosa. There are glowing lanterns in the shapes of dream spiders, which I'm not familiar with. Anyone familiar with the term dream spiders? What does a dream spider look like? All I could think was dream catcher, like the Indian thingies. I imagine that the dream spiders are kind of like the drain spiders. It just instead of draining your strength, they make you go into dreams. Maybe. Okay. But dream spiders and coiled eels, so glowing lanterns in those shapes, hang from lamp posts at the pier. So yeah, as, as we walk in, um, mm-hmm. I'll kind of conspiratorially, uh, conspiratorially. Yep. lean into Crispin and be like, hey, hey, put on a show for, for this guy with the knives. Put on a show. Uh, I think that would uh, earn us some goodwill. So before we get into that, let me give you a quick look. First off, who has... Nobody probably has this, damn it. I was going to say, who has the PDF for the adventure? Nobody. Um, let me do it this way. Let me take a picture of this and text it to you you guys. In the meantime, though, uh, Knives is a game, and that game itself has some rules to it. And that's what I'm going to take a picture of and send to you so you can read. Um, and then while I'm doing that, let me read you the description as you approach eels end because there is a text box for it um well let me let me go to send this message first so you can read this hold please hold please um so yeah what what, what would crispin say to that like you know earning goodwill for the guy (coughs) if it involves fighting or not yeah i'll probably feel bad afterwards but it sounds (laughs) fun don't feel bad It, it, it furthers our goals all right, I have, I, like sent, I have sent the text. You guys should be receiving it. And it is just the picture of the Knives' rules. Essentially, Knives' is two people are on opposite ends of the table. People bet on those two people by standing at their side. They throw gold on the table, and then those two um, either grab for the knife stuck in the middle of the table or try to knock the other person off the table. Whoever's off the table first loses. The other person ga- gathers the gold. So it's kind of a fight that way there's more to the rules but that's kind of the summary and it'll make a little more sense probably when you read the whole thing in the meantime while you're trying to read i'll read words to you which will make it even more confusing that but here's sounds like a plan here's as you um walk the pier out to where eels end is where the five boats are lashed together the sound of carousing booms uh, of carousing booms from the elegantly painted barges moored at this long pier Large signs painted in several languages are nailed to the pilings and hang from ropes slung between barges. The closest barge to the east bears a sign that says, The Twin Tigers. Take the tiger by the tail and try your luck. Opposite that, to the west, a boat sign says, Welcome to the Golden Hawk. No safer stay in old Corvosa. Farther southeast is... Dragon's Breath Corridor. Dream the dragon's dreams at affordable prices. While opposite that is House of Clouds. The caress of our lovelies will take you straight to heaven. Only the largest vessel, an old warship to the south, bears no signage at all. Short rope bridges or gangplanks provide access to the decks of these ships from the pier and from the decks of other ships. Again, I will show you. Actually, I'll give you guys this one because I have a a smaller one in there. But on that bottom left there are the five ships lashed together. Um, and we have, uh, so first off the, the one to the South, the biggest one is that warship that has no sign. Um, the one C3 on that map, the one to the West is the, the one that said Golden Hawk and Golden Hawk is welcome to Golden Hawk. No safer stay in old Corvosa. And then C4 is the twin tigers. Is the name of that, and it uh, sounds like a gaming place. Uh, the Dragon's Breath Corridor is C6. That's the uh, southeast. And what was the other one? House of Clouds, C5. That's the southwest. That's the one where their companions will take you right to heaven. Um, our lovelies will take you right to heaven. Uh, everywhere around the ships you see what could only be... Um, Uh, Described as enforcers, probably the guards of the place. Uh, They're just humans. Uh, Everybody around, by the way, is dressed however they want, whether it be in like a costume or um, 
swords and shields. I mean, this place is a den of iniquity. Everybody walks in however they want. As long as you don't start trouble, nothing bad happens. Wonderful. So, what's the plan? <coughs> Crispin wants plan, to know man? what the dragon's breath is. Uh, <laughs> dragon's breath. It catches his interest. So, do you want to go to that one? I mean, there's no reason. I'm just going to tell you. There's no reason not to. You do have a goal here. You need to find the guy and bribe him to give you some yeah, stuff. Yeah, we, we need to talk to him. But there's here. no reason you can't look at other I, places. I, I think it would be prudent to check out the surroundings before we try to engage with so if you if you approach the what is c6 the dragon's breath corridor this once proud vessel the dragon's breath has been painted a gaudy red a sign at the aft entrance reads simply pass into the dreams of the dragon very excalibur do you want to uh do you want to go in Uh, Kristen we, doesn't even stop at the door. Before doors. we do that, can I do a, just a quick check to make sure that there isn't a weird spell as we walk in? You can, but oh, it's sure. not going to slow me down. Yeah, you can do an arcana check. Ah, oh, the dreams of the dragon. That sounds noble. He was, hey, JJ was, just accepted the invite for the next recording. <laughs> I got my cell phone now. <laughs> nice. Do we know which one? Uh, what do you got, Mickey? Devago. I was focused on him running away and only rolled a five on my die. Which is okay. a 10 total. As far as you know, there is no magic in the world. Get back here! <laughs> <laughs> magic doesn't exist. Magic doesn't exist. As far as you know. But you're pretty sure you can cast it, which is kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I'm conflicted. <laughs> um, as you step below deck, um, a pungent smoke assails your nose. And inside, there is a skinny short man walking back and forth with with what we would only describe as like a um, a bong on a shopping cart. Oh. And he's just walking back and forth, and thick smoke is wafting through the air. Give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. You're about to get wrecked. So <laughs> if I just go in and take a, who take a hit? Who else might have followed throw? in? Anyone else who may have followed him and should take the same role? Do we have I any have... information on where this king of spiders hangs out? Uh, he would most likely be on the war barge. The warship thing. That one. The, the one that isn't labeled. You know, get back here, Crispin! Yeah. All right. I rolled a 12, and yeah. my con is plus 2. So four. No. No, plus a constitution saving throw, sir. Oh. Yeah. Saving throw plus 4, so 16. You are pretty sure that you just barely escaped losing some wisdom. Oh. <laughs> well, I need to lose that. <laughs> 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 you experience the dragon's breath might be worth it. Yeah, and you just did. You experienced the dragon. Now, as you do that, um, as it as the smoke assails you, this guy uh, turns to you and says, "That'll be five gold for the first breath." Get and out of hold, there! Christmas. He holds his hand out, waiting for the money. Did I have any positive effects from this? It feels great. You just didn't lose any wisdom. <laughs> it would have felt a little better. All right. Well, I don't feel like fighting him, so I'll flip him five gold coin. Okay, so he'll take that, and he'll just keep walking around with his bong cart. Ask bong him how cart. much the second breath is. <laughs> well, the, discount the, on discount on number two. Five, five gold is actually the entrance fee to ah. enjoy. The, the The point is, he wants to catch you before you walk in and back out. Gotcha. You took your first breath. Gotcha. Am I in there by myself now? Yeah. Um, you, th- there are a couple other patrons. But I mean, the party's outside? Yeah, yep. they, they left outside. Everybody else who's inside is eating Doritos. I was going to say, this is like an opium beer. Band. People are just hanging out, smoking. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. So, yep. bar. Is there anything? Do I see anything interesting? Or you know what's good? funny about that? I decided to say bong. It says he's walking around with a hookah. It's a hookah yeah. bar. Yeah. Um, do I see anything interesting other than just people enjoying the. Um. Give give me a perception check, please. And he doesn't have a negative here. And, and yeah, wisdom isn't hurt by this. So that's, ooh, a nat 20. 20 on the die. All right. You've got to pick a look at um, Although it oh. doesn't look like the guy is uh, specifically malicious, you can tell, uh, you catch glimpses of this short dude rifling through pockets of unconscious patrons. Ah. The thief. Yes. Does he pick from the lucky deck, or are we only doing that? You know what? That's a damn good point. Let's do that. Mickey just brought something up. Earlier, before we started, I mentioned that one of these decks I got in um, Dungeon Crate stuff last year 
one of the decks I got from the Game Master's Toolbox is called the Luck Deck. And we were thinking about using that. And to that point, I like that since it's not a combat roll, we will use the Luck Deck instead of the Critical Hit Deck. Um, so, Kurt, you're going to take one card out of there. Okay. And you're welcome to read it, and then you'll hold on to it and be able to use it as appropriate. Ah, this card may be handed to the GM at any time for the following benefit. Plus 1d4 after making a skill or attack roll. Cool. So you have a little bit of luck now that you had that critical roll, that roll of a 20. In the meantime, this is the kind of thing you would expect here, so it's not unexpected, but you actually caught him doing it. However you handle that is completely up to you. So... uh, and other than perhaps dealing with him, there's nothing else here that looks like it'd be fun to do? Nah, not really. So on the way out... I'm I mean, gonna... you could purposefully inhale a lot more and lose wisdom if you like. You know you could do that. With no corresponding benefit. <laughs> uh, so on the way out, I'm going to uh, come over by the short dude and uh, mm-hmm. come up, tap my axe, and tell him that I would like the uh, entrance fees from my two good friends over there back. The goal being, I've seen him steal from okay. two people, and I want my five back with interest. Is this intimidation or diplomacy? Intimidation. Let's roll that. <clears throat> Let's roll that intimidation. Uh, roll. Not, I'm not very intimidating. Let's find out. I, I mean, I rolled a five. You inhaled. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he, um, in that case, I'll tell you, Minus. I know it's not going to be enough. Yeah. Um, he'll give you a slight wink. He's about your height, by the way. So there's no looking up or down at this guy. He, he's a short fella. Um, he gives you a sly wink, and he says, if you get out of here now, I'll let you live. Oh, he's oh, oh that's fuck a- yeah. It's <laughs> all, baby. Sounds like fighting words. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's a threat. How often can I rage? Um, <laughs> let me tell you that you are in an area surrounded by people <laughs> who would eventually kill you. <gasps> That takes all the fun out of it. Well, you would know this walking in. I said the place is surrounded by enforcers, heavily staffed. Mm. And this is a place where if fights break out, they're stopped. Because a yeah, fight breaking out is a bad thing yeah, for bad this for area. For business, yeah. Yes. Right. Go, so Chris you would know this. That's not to say you can't try and kill this guy or at least punch him. Right. But something's going to happen. I can tell him. I'll be back for him in about 12 levels. <laughs> oh, now, let me tell you the funny part of that. One of the things that is advised in the adventure is this may not be a great place for the characters to get into a fight now, but they may want to revisit and clean it up in a few levels. <laughs> so the way you worded it, I had to tell you that. What's the description outside of the, uh, the big warship again? And that is, what was the letter on that one? C, like or the number, C2, two, right? yeah. She is way off. Um, so let me find C2. So that's the, the end deck. The large ship tied off to the pier uh, bears the name Eel's End. So there's no plaque like for the other ones that said what's on them. This is just the, the ship's markings itself. Its figurehead is a coiling eel with a woman's head. Several drunkards, sailors, and revelers dance and drink on the large open main deck here, while the aft deck is relatively clear. A pair of large double doors bearing a complex painting of a spider allows entrance into the stern section of the main deck. So, so there's nobody guarding any passage. Well, I mean, there are, like I said, there are enforcers pretty much everywhere. There's an entrance or a gangplank or a way to walk from one place to another. There is essentially, there's a human fighter hanging out at just about every spot. <coughs> And, it, I mean, it looks like they're relaxed, too. Like yeah. Nobody's expecting a fight to break out. It's just they're there to enforce any rules that need to be enforced, break up any problems that start. Do we know what this king of spiders looks like? Would I have? Did we get a Yeah, because you had an idea. I mean, uh, technically, I'll show you from page 55 of the book, that's what he looks like. So he, he's clearly a, a human rogue. We would I mean, know him on with, with no question. <laughs> I would. Um, yeah, I would say if nothing else, um, Ashley would definitely know uh, on site. However, um, he's the boss here, so it's not like it. Most likely, he wouldn't be mistaken for anyone else anyway. Uh, the boss of a place like this doesn't hide. Ashley, do you see him in the? Are we in here? We're not in yet. We're not in yet. Yeah, you're just uh, on the outside. We can right see now. on deck, but yeah, I'd like to get in there. <clears throat> Okay. All right, so we'll walk in like we own the place. 
Yep. And that works. Now that, now that Crispin's back with us. <laughs> so you'll be going into... Just a little dumber than I did before. Eyes <laughs> all red, glazed over. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to get you guys right to where he is. Um, you're going to go into what is on that printed map as C7. So the um, apt deck. Yes. Aft? Aft. Yep. Um, this large room, which was apparently once a captain's cabin, has been converted into a throne room of sorts. The walls are thick with spider webs in which scuttle dozens of spiders, some as large as a fist, but most considerably smaller. These spiders seem content to stay in their webs and do not venture into the room itself, which is furnished with two sturdy oaken tables surrounded by chairs. Aft, a wooden stage supports a large leather chair covered with cobwebs and scampering spiders. A narrow door stands to port, hanging ajar and revealing a flight of stairs leading below, and an iron birdcage hangs from the ceiling like a chandelier. And at that throne is sitting a dude, and in the, in the room, as well as, uh, uh, in the room at the tables are also some other people, and they are currently uh, engaged in a game of Knivesies, which I sent out to you guys. Um, so it's kind of As, a as part of my history check, on. would I know that does he like being called the King of Spiders, or is it sort of like a uh, an infamous name that he tolerates but doesn't prefer? He named himself King of Spiders, so he doesn't mind hearing okay. it. Um, so here's here is how this section works. First off, the, the the first question is: Do you guys want to go about as you've been instructed and bring a bribe to him to get information? Kind of, sorta. Um, so Ashley's going to walk into this room, yeah. and he'll be like, my king of spiders, I have brought to you the Knivesies champion of the East. Behold, Crispin. Nice. So here's what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to be adding numbers on to um, a D, essentially a DC. The, the way this thing works is the higher you can get, the better reaction you get from him. Yeah. So, so basically, I'm going to give you some I, numbers. I, I that am. We'll add I am. I am trying to uh, be. What, what did they call that? The, the promo man. The yeah. Hype, yeah. The, the hype, hype guy. man. The hype guy. Who has the best diplomacy in the group? Because that I'm would going be to, me. All right, I'm going to go by the way this works. The way the skill anymore. The way it's it is persuasion. But yeah. Yeah. So it'll be persuasion in our case. Mine's seven. You have a seven? Okay, I got six. The way this is set up, it specifically says in it, whoever has the highest diplomacy will make the roll, but before the roll, everyone can contribute to adding to it. So each person that contributes that can beat a DC that I have adds another plus two to the eventual roll. Okay? Uh, in this case, that would mean that Ashley is going to make the first roll to see if that plus two is added when the next roll happens, when the eventual roll happens. All right. So you come in to present it, and regardless of the outcome of your roll, um, DeVargo, the king of spiders, is clearly interested in your proposition. All right, so I rolled a 14 on a dice plus 6 persuasion is you make 20. It. You make it. So, Chris, at this point, just note that you have a plus 2. That okay. number should keep going up as other people contribute. Okay. And there's no stopping you from contributing more than once by the time he finally, yeah, when the final thing is, the final offer is made of, we want to pay you for information, all the benefits you get in the meantime will add to that role. Yeah, gotcha. So, and the reason I say this, by the way, is because this is Pathfinder number, so it doesn't translate. So I'll just tell you. The highest number, the one that gets the best, is a 40 DC. In Pathfinder, you know, D&D You can actually get 5. that. In, right. In, so the number will be lower, but the point is you keep building up to it. You keep building yeah, yeah. your presentation to him, and then when you make the offer, you have a much better chance of him just accepting it. So let's go with that. So now you've started that. He likes the idea. So who is this champion you've brought to me? Behold, Crispin. He is minuscule in stature, but... We like to call him the Wolverine. The Small Wolverine. but powerful. So are you are you like did you like take your jerking off and you're flexing? He's got, he's got like, off. You can't see me he's at home. But jerking I, off. I'm totally here doing like a Hulk Hogan like. Plus he's got all the he's got all the tats, the weird tats. Yeah, exactly. He's like um, okay. Crispomania's in the house. Yeah. 
What are you going to do with a 12-inch python that's wrapped around you? So uh, is, is Veritana doing some prestidigitation to make his muscles sparkle? I could do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, she's off, off in the corner just kind of, like... glow, just like... The slow wiggly, motion wiggly breeze wiggly with his hair flowing and... <laughs> Fabio. <laughs> Making, like, little sparkles. So we'll use that as an arcana, and I'm, I have a DC in mind, so go ahead and roll that. I mean, I shouldn't say I have one in mind. Really, anything you're adding is an easy DC. It's a straight-up 10 DC. As long as you're well, doing 10 or better. Yeah, she, she got that. 19 plus yeah. 5. Then you got 24. another plus 2, Chris, uh, for Greg to add to his role when it happens. So re- it's a DC 10 to see if you're contributing to the eventual bargain. Sparkles. So it's pretty easy to contribute. Uh, easy so, overall. So... Um, you know, I'm going to start, as the hype man, I'm going to go start going to the patrons. Because the, the rules of Nimesies is whoever has the most uh, gold. money. Gold in their pouch. Yeah, in their pouch. So, so let's set that up. If somebody wouldn't mind, go ahead and read the rules out because we're about to play a game, apparently. Yeah. Um, so what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm actually going around to the, uh, to the people. I'm like, oh, man, I'm telling you, this is a sure bet. You need to, you know, jump on this while you can. And um, I said we're going to have somebody read that up, but we're going to do that as we pick up the next episode of Adventures from the Shed. For now, we're sitting here, our group is sitting in the war barge at Eel's End, propositioning the King of Spiders to show him the best Knivesies game he has ever seen. And Crispin is just going to stay flexed until the next episode! <laughs> It's going to explode. Cramp. Make sure you cramp. You, you drink a lot of I fluid. Drink. Oh, somebody get him a banana. <laughs> In the meantime, we'll wrap this one up and we'll all say... Bye, everyone. See you. Bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.